From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. And Ben, <laughs> I get a... <laughs> oh, it's a good intro right there. Just ben just breaks down because he's... Oh, man. We're both tan. It's well, summertime. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, you're as tan as it's, you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, We're back in the studio. We haven't been in the studio for a minute. It's uh, it's nice. It, it feels good. Kind of stretch out a little bit. It's not yeah. as hot. The, literally, the last episode we recorded, I had to record from my garage. Yeah. And that's hot in yeah. my garage. It's nice and cool in here. It's a good, like, 73 degrees. That's a very, good, good estimate. Yeah. It's a very precise <laughs> estimate. Man, uh, I can actually hear myself too. We got yeah, monitors. We got like monitors. I, I didn't really have that going. I mean, it. all this modern it, technology here. You can see me and all my sweatiness. It was. A, it's a nice day. I was feeling good today. I'm feeling good today. Well, that's good because uh, we're back in studio. It's been a busy summer. We should just acknowledge that right yeah. off the bat. And so our release schedule has been a little bit off, but we are back to the grind. Now that school started, everything is back to, you know, functioning. Back to the grind until my baby is born. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yes. And then we'll then see. Then it's going to get a little, a uh, little, little sticky. We'll see. <laughs> a little sticky. Um, well, today we're talking about one of my favorite food shows of all time, Good Eats, a show that you have not seen. I have not seen Good Eats. Um, and now dear listeners out there, you may be thinking, well, wait a second. Didn't Ben and Joey already have an episode on food shows? We sure did. You're right, we did. But we didn't talk about Good Eats at all. <laughs> didn't talk about Good Eats, and we're going back because this morning I'm driving around, and I was listening to uh, one of the local radio stations, and there was this whole program talking about food culture, and there were just some other points that were brought up, and I'm like, hey, we should do an episode about food or food culture. Yeah. And Joey's like, well, we already did one on food shows, but- Good Eats. Good Eats. It's back today. Literally today. Today. Okay. The, the September 2nd. This is Labor Day. Today's Labor Day, yeah. And we maybe are labor. Was, we're it was laboring. Yesterday, crap. It might have been yesterday. It's either yesterday or today. Okay. Um, also, this is going to be a rough episode. Why? I'm really hungry. <laughs> I st- it's early. Like, what? Did you not eat lunch? Uh, I ate an early lunch. This a- is related to food. We can talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. I ate. I ate it like. I ate it like 11:30. My lunch was at like 11:30. All right. So I haven't eaten in like it's 4:15 right now. Not, yeah, you should be okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty hungry. But um, anyway, so that's that's why it's going to be a rough episode. So speaking of food, tell me about this Good Eats program. Why, like, what, yeah. why, why are you so high on Good Eats? Okay, so Good Eats came out in the 90s. It was on for 12 years, ended in 2011. The host, Alton Brown, okay. a prominent food man. Heard the name, Foodman? don't know if I, like, if he passed me on the street, I wouldn't know who he is. Very, very disappointed in you, Ben. You should really know who, all, he is, he is the guy who, like, started modern food media. I doubt my, it. No, he really is. I doubt good, it. Good Eats. Like, yes, we've got, we've got, um, uh. Iron like, Chef? Yeah, yeah, he hosts his Iron Chef. Yeah, but Iron, but yeah, you have, Iron okay. Chef is, like, before, like, yeah, Japanese I know, I know. Iron Chef. I, Japanese okay. Iron Chef was before Good Eats. You're right. But that's a competition show. I'm talking about, like, the stand and stir. You know, you look at Rachel Ray. You look at, like, Emerald Live, right? Good Eats was, like, the Julia guy. Julia Child. Julia, Ch- Julia Child was the first one, right? So she started it. Cooking. Started, like, cooking shows. She, yeah. she popularized cooking shows. Alton Brown revolutionized it and made it to what it is today. It made it entertaining, interesting, scientific, funny and like this, that's what you're seeing now when you look at stuff like, which I know we've brought up in the past, but like binging with Babish or the Bon Appetit YouTube channel, or even like a lot of how the Food Network has trying to rebrand itself and be more entertaining. You got like, um, 
like you have like Bourdain and stuff, right? These are people yeah, who, yeah. who were who who had um, clout in the in the food industry. They were a personality on chefs, their, chefs, yeah, yeah, celebrity chefs. Alton Brown, not a not a chef. He just a just an eater of food. Yeah, he 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 direct. He was a he did music videos before this. He was a he's a oh. cinematographer. He did REM's. Uh, oh, Losing sh- my religion. No, not losing our religion. Um, he did REM's Man on the uh, Moon. Love, uh, love, uh, well, the one, one I love. Oh, this one goes out to the one I love. Yeah, this yeah, one, yeah, got it. Okay. He did like he did like music videos for them. He did a bunch of commercials, and then he was just like, you know, I'm not. This is not creative, creatively stimulating. And early on, he thought that, that like food television and food video was kind of the next big step in media, and I think he was right. Like, you know, it wasn't, it was a, the Food Network was a specialized channel for a long time, right? Well, yeah. Did you watch the Food Network growing up? Yeah. You did? I did. What did you watch? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, wasn't that, oh no, that's right, because Iron Chef Japan was on E, yeah. I think, to begin. Did you watch like cooking shows, like people cooking growing up? Not much, I but I remember, I have memories of watching the Food Network, and sure. I'm just trying to remember what programs I would have watched on it. So it used to be like a specialty channel, you know, like it would, it, it, yeah. and then they, when they realized that it appealed to a broader audience other than just housewives it it really started broadening its its base and that's where good eats comes in yeah it's funny because um like food network well iron chef number one and then food network became this thing because like when we were in high school there was a group of friends that also really got into just food and like trying different types of food because Mm -hmm. you know like i mean I, i don't know about you know how you were brought up but like my culin- the range of my culinary experiences was pretty limited right yeah. like midwestern sort of meat and potatoes i think it's a little more That's... limited for you being midwest i mean i have yeah. parents from like you know my grandparents from mexico and stuff like that so I, I but then i also have like italian grandparents and grandparents from sweden right so like <laughs> it's kind of strange because then like the only way that we would try other dishes would either to like we would get exposed to them on something like the food network and then mm-hmm. we'd try and find a restaurant that does that thing. Yeah. So for example, like I remember going to, for sushi for the first time and people are like, "What? That's weird." <laughs> you know, it's like really weird that you like sushi. There was there's just this perception that it was kind of gross or whatever, sure, you it's know. It's foreign. It's different exactly. to what yeah. people are used to here. Very conservative food culture, I would say. Especially, just in yeah. my I in mean, my general milieu. I would say if I was in Wisconsin, I would be a little skeptical of the sushi because you're how far, like what, what's the drive to the coast? Well, yeah, well, it's, a, it's a long drive, but you know, the Even, great, great lakes, yeah, waterways. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Did you, I guess you could get- Salmon. Yeah, I guess that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it came from there though. <laughs> it's like, let's just clarify. I mean, I don't know where the sushi came yeah. from. Because at that point, that's the thing. That that's a broader point about and I don't know if Good Eats gets into that, but the broader like food politics of like where your food comes from, how it supports local e- ecosystem, the, the, how it's farmed or raised or whatever. So, all right, here we go. Let's go. Good Eats. It's back, right? Okay. And it ended in 2012. It's back like today or yesterday or whatever. But by the time you hear this, it's, it'll be back. You can watch the first episode on YouTube. It's great. Starts out. Alton Brown walks in in front of a big American flag, and he's and he and then pans down to a picture uh, to a, like a chicken parmesan dish, and he goes, "This is gross, and it's not a real Italian food. It's made in America." <laughs> and then he pulls up a giant map of Italy and starts pointing to places, and he's like, "All right, like there's the Parma region, not from there." He, and then he like he goes through like all the regions and their regional food and everything, and breaks down, you know what is Italian and what isn't. And then mm-hmm. it cuts to like him in New York and he starts walking through the streets explaining the history 
of Italian cuisine in America in, you know, during when, when all the Italian people were moving to, to New York. See, this is the interesting part, too, about I mean, it's one of the things that um, uh, came up on this program I was listening to this morning, which is basically like people's connection to food, which also is a connection to their culture. Right. Or yeah. culture's connection to food, like what you eat, at, at least for a long time, was determined by what was available in your region, like wherever you left, mm -hmm. right? But now that we've got, I mean, there was this sort of mass industrial sort of production of food. You can get it distributed somewhere else or you get things that are farmed, like, and you can do that basically anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's changed the way that, that people uh, uh, encounter food and what they decide to eat. But all of those decisions also have a, an effect on the broader ecosystem of food and its availability, its... Um, you know, scarcity or it's it's lack thereof around the world. Sure. Pretty interesting stuff. It is. It is. I think that Good Eats gets into that kind of stuff, that, into that food politics, which I think is why it's interesting. I, I mean, one of the things that Alton Brown, the host of the show, and who I think is kind of the creator, the, the, the guy who made it so popular, um, he talks about is, he goes, there's, you know, regional foods are bad for society. He goes, you look at like the Cubano and Miami, you look at the Philly cheesesteak in Philly. He goes, I went to Miami and couldn't find a good Cubano because it's so commercialized. It's so pandering to tourists. Ah, uh, okay. You're, That's the point. It's okay. interesting. Yeah. It, he goes like, these people have this connection to it, but then it just gets totally watered down and bastardized right. by like the tourism or, you know, what, what, you know, they're trying to just get people to try, you know, the original Cubano or whatever. And, and right. instead of instead of trying to find those in their local communities, in which case it will probably be better because those people in a, if you're getting a Cuban sandwich in Reno, Nevada, the likelihood that that person is like either Cuban or has some sort of influence is higher yeah. actually, because like, the, you know, they're bringing this regional food quote unquote to a place that wouldn't normally have it. Right. Right. That's interesting. Um, I was going to make a point about that, but I totally lost it and I'm not afraid to admit it right here. Live on the podcast. R live on air. You heard it here f first, folks. I think it's because <laughs> I was just thinking about like different regional cuisines, right? Sure. But you know, and this is actually the point I was going to make. There you go. You ever go to like these? Um, so maybe his point is similar to this, like where you go to, um, I guess what, what you would call like a tourist town, right? Like either coastal towns mm -hmm. or I, for I lived in Gold Coast, Australia, which is like if Miami met Las Vegas. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's the most tour. I mean, like. Well, right below my apartment was a Ripley's Believe It or Not. That's how you know you're in a right. touristy spot. So I guess I'm not really <laughs> thinking about that, but I'm thinking about the sort of quaint coastal towns. Mm -hmm. But like wherever you go in those towns, I mean, it doesn't even have to, have to be coastal, right? But like there's always like the fudge store. Oh, yeah. Or there's like the taffy store mm -hmm. or like, you know, like those kind of little uh, novelty stores that are there. But they're kind of they're very similar. I, now, listen. I don't want to denigrate you know anybody what? out there who's got a long family tradition of making taffy. It. Or you're going to do it. All right, you can do it. Most of those stores are bad. <laughs> Most of them. I, I was in Belgium last summer. I don't disagree with your statement, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, I, I can appreciate it because, like, I, the point is, there's at least some sort of market for that. Like, sure. you know what I mean? Sure. But like, I don't. You know, I'm I'm more interested in uh, like I'm I'm I, how do I want to put this? I guess when I travel, I'm also looking for different or good food. But mm -hmm. like, 
I don't need those places. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I want to go for whatever the the local thing is. And it's not like I'm searching out for like the best cheesesteak, but in a certain degree, maybe I am. Yeah. I, I was in Belgium last summer. Yeah. Every other freaking store was Belgian chocolate. Chocolate. Sure, yeah. Sure, and it's sure. like, yeah, none of, I mean, it's just chocolate. It, it, it didn't ch- like change my life when I tried this chocolate. But yeah. I went to Paris later on that trip. There was a Belgian chocolate store. Yeah. It was amazing. And it was really good. It was so good. I was like, the best Belgian chocolate I had was in Paris. Hey, so when you travel, just as a quick aside, when you travel, how do you find out where you're going to eat? Um, Are we talking like Google a, searches, a lot, some well, Yelp? Sometimes that, sometimes that. There is a app when you're in, if you go to Paris, there is an app. Oh God, I, I wish I could remember the name of it. I might myself on my phone. Maybe I'll look it up and we can say it at the end. All right. But, um, and it has like all the restaurants, the chefs, their menus, the ratings—it's—it's it's really elaborate and well done. Um, so there, there is an app for Paris specifically. But a lot of times, I stay in Airbnbs now. Mm-hmm. Ask your host; they always yeah. have good recommendations. When I when just, when I went to Paris, mm-hmm. the host was like, "I got a friend who's got a restaurant that's just starting up. Yes, it needs some help, but you should go check it out." And I was yep. like, "And he's like, I'll make reservations for you." And I'm like, "Don't worry about reservations because I don't know when I'll get down there. I'll just walk over and check out. Check it out. We get down there." The the guy comes out and he goes, oh, do you know Marino? And I'm like, yeah. And he they're like, he's like, we saved you a table. Uh-huh. And then he came out and he broke it down. I mean, th- he told me this chicken's grandparents' names. Like this guy, mm, like yeah. knew every yeah. part of the food he was giving us, and it was like one of the best meals I've ever had. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So we'll either go, um, you know, you just ask somebody, like you, like you said, ask someone local. Uh, but you have to also clarify that you're not looking for like the tourist sort of like yeah. like thing. Just like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I don't need like a atmosphere. I just want quality food, mm-hmm. like whatever, however that comes. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'll do though is uh, sometimes it's out of necessity. So for example, there was a, there was a period of time when um, my wife had um, – a pretty restricted diet. Sure. So it was like very my, specific my, stuff. My, right? my girlfriend has a really restrictive diet. So. Yes, that is, that is true. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so then it becomes, they would, a, they would, they would our, my girlfriend and your wife would chat quite frequently about their restrictive diets. Together. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so Roberta's gotten a little bit better just because she was trying to like identify what was actually causing some of the like allergic reactions she was having to food. But anyways, we would try and seek out food like out of necessity, like, all right, where is like, things that actually do have like a gluten-free option actually do have, you know, vegetarian options or vegan or, uh, whatever else. So one of those places was in, um, in Paris, we found this place in Paris and it was relatively new, but it was just this really small place and seemed relatively new, but it was all very scientific. So like they gave you this thing, I think it was called, um, what, what is it when you talk about the like pH levels? Right? Is it pH levels like the, acidity and, yeah, and base, yeah. base, bases and acids? That's science words, Ben. Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> you, you hear me struggling through the science. Yeah. So acids and bases, but it was called. Is it pH? Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. For some reason, that doesn't sound right it, to me, but it, it does. It is correct. So, the, but anyways, I think the 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 restaurant was called like pH seven. So that's like the middle, oh, right? Okay. So it was all about having this balanced, like acidity levels throughout your meal. That's pretty cool. So they serve you like. To begin with, just a really small uh, cup or bowl of like like a broth that's supposed to activate things. So they've got this down to the science. I like it. And so they're just like little dishes that keep coming to you. And it's just like this, 
it was uh, one woman who had, who owned the place and just like one or two other workers that were there, one person in the kitchen, very small, but like really good, not a lot of food, but it was just like, you felt very um, satisfied and really great after the whole thing. So it was a good little experience. You ever activate your beer? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, maybe, I don't know. You what, put what is salt it? in your beer? Oh, uh, okay. So yes, I've done that. It weirds me out, but apparently people like it. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I, I, I don't, get it. I, it's not but but for <laughs> certain beers, though, right? Sure, like, sure, like, because sure. this we just actually had this. Uh, we were at a um, a birthday party for a four year old, so obviously there was beer. Um, so basically, <laughs> we were we were uh, drinking, and this guy had like salt on the rim of his beer glass, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, this is a thing, you know, to do or whatever." Like people do this, and I'm like, maybe for like a lager or some like you know, but like I'm not gonna like an IPA, mm-hmm. really. Like, do you put salt in an IPA? I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, I no. wouldn't either. That's what I mean. Like, the salt goes well with like I don't know if you're doing just like um, you know whatever some light summer lager or something. Mm-hmm. We should transition back to the show. We should. So good eats. <laughs> but, okay. But you know, you start talking about no, food, and it I, just it I, just happens. I think it's it's a natural discussion. I think that that's what's so cool about food shows now is that they do spark these conversations that maybe have to do with cooking, maybe have to do with science, maybe yeah. have to do with travel. It it encompasses so much of our lives, right? I mean, we're spending so much of our time eating. Yep. Eating and sleeping, going to the bathroom. Basics. That's like 90% of my life. Yep. And then the other 10%'s working. <laughs> yep. But uh, well, I am getting hungry. I don't know if you can hear my stomach. Yeah, well, actually just talking about food is kind of making me hungry yeah. too. I think it's just a thing yeah. that happens. But so I want to talk about how Alton Brown brought science to all right the show too it's, it's a good segue because i was talking about that ph exactly balance. exactly okay, and he in every segment he always he's not afraid to explain to you like why browning sugar before putting it in a cookie makes it better okay. he explains you know the ph balance or the you know like the lactic acid buildup of this and he, he'll, he'll break it down and he puts up like graphics on screen breaking down all of these things while being pretty funny. He's a pretty funny guy. I mean, the show, I would say, is funny. There's skits in the show. Like, he has a whole skit about, in the in the newest episode, he puts on, like, a mustache, even though he has a beard already. He puts on a mustache and then, like, meets, like, a, 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 a quote-unquote, like a, like, a tomato dealer instead of a drug dealer to oh, get to get uh, real San Marzano tomatoes. And he tells you, like, you can buy San Marzano tomatoes, but you need to make sure that they are DOP approved and have this seal because otherwise they're not from Italy and they don't have these specific characteristics that make his revised chicken parmesan better. Okay. It's really interesting. Um and so like it is again entertaining. It's meant for it's I think it's meant for children to watch and parents alike. Like I remember watching the show as a kid and just like it's it's what made me interested in food as a kid, you know. I, I think it's a lot it's it's a lot easier to show a kid good eats and get them in, in interested in science, in cooking, in in, in in like entertainment, it, it's it's much it's a much better way to engage children than watching Rachel Ray tell you. And now you put four cups of white cooking wine in a vat and sure. chug it, and then so <laughs> crawl what, under the table. <laughs> so Good Eats, I mean, was but you you you're talking both about YouTube videos, but also television. So is it televised? But it's then they te- just throw things up on. They put the. I mean, that's how everything is now. Yeah, right. You get a new show, you got to put it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So they put the first full episode on YouTube. I don't think they're going to keep doing that. Okay. But if you go to the if you go to the Food Network's YouTube channel, you can watch the first full episode. And the rest you're going to have to catch on the Food Network. You know, also when you were talking about um, just kind of the science behind everything, this mm-hmm. sort of reminds me, and maybe we mentioned this on the previous Food Shows episode, but um, the show called uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Yeah, we did talk about this. Yes. Yeah, it's Samin great. Nosrat. Nosrat. Yes, yeah, Samin really Nosrat. Show. 
And, um, you know, it's just like take one of those ingredients and explain why it's important for food just mm-hmm. writ large. And then you go to a place and find out how they do, you know, salt in a, in a specific place, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Yeah. I, I think another thing that is interesting in modern food media that we didn't see before, I think Good Eats is kind of the pioneer, mm. is, and you see this with salt, fat, acid, heat, is like the cinematography. Yes. Is good. It's yeah. like a movie. You're watching, like, it, like getting yeah. into that yeah. food. And, but, and the way that he, Alton does it, like you said, he was really, he was one of the early adopters of the steady cam. Oh, okay. And so he liked doing these really long, complicated shots moving throughout the kitchen without cutting. And he also said, like, looking at me stirring something is not interesting. And if I point it down at the food, that's also not interesting. He'll, like, he brings in mirrors all the time and is, like, Hmm. he'll, like, put a mirror in front of the camera and he'll be in the mirror, like, showing you something. And then he'll scoot it out of the way and, like, go back to chopping. And Hmm. the the way that, and he, what his signature shot is he, like, he'll open the fridge and the camera's in the fridge looking out at him. Okay. He always is, like, moving stuff around, explaining things while, you know, grabbing the ingredients out of his fridge that he needs. That kind of reminds me too. Um, and gosh, you know, I, I apologize. I can't even remember what we said, what we talked about on that food. The <laughs> it, food was, it was it was a year ago. But the other one is um, Chef's Table. Yeah. Have you seen this one? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just like it's set to like uh, orchestral kind of music, but it's like these <laughs> really dramatic. slow motion, like really high definition shots, of like very dramatic. But like it it sort of just like sucks you into like just the food and like the beauty of food and like yeah. how it looks like artwork as well. The, really nice. What I, actually another interesting point that Alton brings up in his show is that he hates Instagram because mm. it 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 takes away something from food. When you get a picture of food and you make it look great, that's what people care about. They don't care about the flavor or the texture. They only care about the way the food looks, not the sure. way it tastes. Sure. Which is what's sure. the most important thing in food. It sort of robs one of the qualities from the food. Yeah, just and so photo. he kind of criticizes those shows a lot. And a lot in his show, he doesn't make the food look like this, you know, amazing perfect dish with all the lighting and right. can't I mean it's just food at the end of the day, but he explains to you why it's good food and why it's delicious, hmm. not why it looks good. Right. No, that's and it, I think that's more up, uh, more appealing, right, than just the the other thing. Because I remember when I found out, and maybe maybe uh, this is some I don't know when you learned this, but I remember when I found out that like uh, the commercials that they would do for like fast food, mm-hmm. and they'd show a picture of like a burger, like that's oh, yeah. not cooked. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. They just like spray it and make it look shiny and give it this like uh, appeal. And of course, it never looks like that when you get it like because a, it's just... a lot of times when they do milkshake stuff, they put uh, Elmer's yeah. glue in it. Yes, to make it yes. thicker and and like pour slower and creamier. Like all that's yeah, just those like cereal tricks. Cer- cereal too. Any cereal commercial is gonna have glue yep. in the in the milk or, or just any milk, right? I, yeah, I, any I, milk. Yeah, that's like because like videotaped milk, is, is right is going to have glue in it. They do other things to the food. And it was just like one of those first moments where I was like, wait, the things I see on television are not necessarily real, not necessarily real. They're constructed to make it look appealing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Blowing little Ben's mind. (laughs) Well, yikes. That's that's what we like to do here at Residual Culture is blow some young minds. So I guess by way of transitioning to like a, somewhat of a conclusion here, like sure. yep. wh- I mean, where so you've you've made the argument you think that Good Eats stands as this uh, artifact, this media artifact that really influenced sort of sort of modern food show culture. A lot of a lot of modern celebrity chefs will 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 um, go back to Good Eats as as what inspired them. Okay. So, so you think that that like 
Good Eats, I mean, it's residual in the, in the sense that like it's still around, but now it's like a reboot. It's like a reboot. We, it's we back. also did an episode on reboots and we stuff. Did. Funny to go back through our episode list before we started recording. We're like, oh, wait, we did that episode <laughs> too. I, I think that this is a reboot that I am okay with. Yes. I mean, I, especially because it's not like he's doing the same. Sh- I mean, like it's it's updated. It's modern. It's got better visuals. It's got right. new recipes. So hmm. I'm okay with it. Interesting. So I guess my- He also shaved his head and grew a beard. Well, okay, that's different. <laughs> He's like Heisenberg. Just both are just uh, expert cooks. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a good. That's a good. You see how we do this? That's a good one. This is what happens when you're co-present with somebody. Like you're, I would never, I never would have thought of that, that if I was just sitting in my you're garage. Prepping those dad. Is that a dad joke? That's not a dad joke. That's just called wit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, I I think that the reason that it is so influential, like I said, so many people credit it with influence. Which sure, that's that's one reason why it's influential, but also to this day, I still have never ever seen a show that evokes what I get when I watch Good Eats. Do you think that the reboot will do well? Yeah, I think it will. We're going to have to ask you to go on record right now. I I really do think it's going to do well. It was really popular when it was airing. I think it's going to be really popular now. Is it on like network television? It's on Food Network. On Food Network. It's on the Food Network. Yeah, it's owned by the Food Network. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to do well. I go out and watch it. I want it to do well because I want it to keep going because I think it is one of the shows that makes food entertaining and educational. He he is the Bill Nye Science guy. He is the Mr. Rogers of the Food Network. Yikes. Bold he claims. He is. Does he do, I mean, on Good Eats, do they do like any type of food? I mean, will he do like mm-hmm. uh, big greasy burgers or yeah. potato chips oh, or yeah. something like that too? Yeah, he put salt and vinegar potato chips in yeah. his chicken parmesan that he crusted it, he encrusted it in, and he goes not not a lot, just a little bit because it adds just a little bit, yeah, it it adds a little something. overpowering. Yeah. Okay, it's All great. Right. Well, I'll check it out at least the YouTube video. Yeah, I hope you I hope you check it out. Yeah, I will definitely. Uh, anything else to to say? No, I'm hungry. I'm All right, yeah, hungry. let's go get some good eats. Let's go get some good eats, Ben. Boom. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Residual Culture. Facebook is the most active. I'll post a photo of Ben and I. Eating a snack after this, though. Yikes. All right. Our song tonight is Finder by People With Bodies, as always. You should donate to our Patreon if you like the show, so you can get some good bonus content. Ben was talking about having a baby. Preparations for childbirth. Childbirth prep. And we also talked about... I'd say it's very informational to this week's bonus content. I would say it's very informational, yeah. I would. And fun. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Joey got very uncomfortable. I got a little uncomfortable, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. It's great to be back in the studio. I'm Joey Lovato. I'm Ben Birkenbein. Get into it. Optimism.